Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging loved one? Are you a senior searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. And now, America's Senior Care Consultant, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, your Senior Care Consultant. I really appreciate you being here. We have an excellent program for you here today. I have the pleasure of welcoming two guests representing Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And welcome back to David Wiley, President and CEO, again, of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, and Ralph Testerman, and he's the Chaplain Team Lead at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And uh, for those of you, we have thousands of people outside of the KC area listening Hang on. You're, first of all, you're going to love the stories. You're going to love the information that we share with you here today. Uh, but we're going to provide uh, some resources for you to where you can locate a local hospice provider in your area. Uh, so, David, uh, welcome back to Senior Care Live. Good to be here, Steve. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we've known each other for uh, quite a while now. And one thing that I'm always struck by are just the really powerful stories of families served by your organization and the stories of the organization itself. You know, me too, Steve. Stories can be a powerful for people facing the end of life who wish to pass on their legacy and for families grieving their loved ones who've died. They also have a powerful way of telling our organizational story and the impact that our mission has on the community. We're proud and thankful to be able to share in so many stories that we've we've heard in our 42-year history about what end-of-life care has meant for thousands of families we serve each year. You know, sometimes we can get wowed by the, the big numbers, and what I'm constantly reminded of is that each one of the people and families that we serve bring us their own story. It's the best part of my day when our patients and families take a moment to share and thank us for being part of their lives at such an important time. We're also blessed to be trusted in the lives of each family we serve and thankful to be part of their story as they cope with serious illness and end-of-life challenges as they move forward in grief after the death of their loved one. All right, excellent. And I'd like to welcome Ralph Testerman, and again, Casey Hospice, 
in palliative care chaplain team lead uh, to be part of our conversation here today and share a few stories and, and bring to life uh, the expert and compassionate and end-of-life care that's just so, so very important. And uh, welcome, Ralph. I appreciate you being here today. Thank you, Stevens. It's an honor to be here. All right. And can you start off by sharing just a, a little bit about what the role of chaplains are in hospice care and what you provide to families? Absolutely. Uh, let me start by saying how grateful I am to be here. I truly feel like I'm not only speaking for myself, but for Kansas City Hospice as an organization, and even for the patients and families I've had the great honor of serving over these years. You know, by definition, hospice care involves a team-oriented approach to expert, compassionate medical care for pain management, emotional, and spiritual support. Hospice chaplains provide spiritual support for any personal belief system whenever patients call home, be it a long-term care facility, inpatient hospice house, or a family home. You know, we're often called upon to talk through worries and fears and grief while providing comfort and counseling and spiritual guidance to patients and families. And as a chaplain, I'm honored to be uh, in a unique position to get to intimately know the patients as well as their family members. And, you know, Ralph, I'm glad you mentioned that hospice chaplains can provide support wherever you call home. A lot of people think that hospice is a place, but it's actually a service that can be provided wherever you call home, whether you're in assisted living, long-term care, an apartment, at your children's home, or in your family home that you've lived in for decades. That's absolutely correct. And uh, I think that's part of why I love the job. I get to go into all kinds of different environments and places and meet people at their own individual levels. Excellent. And so can you share what led you to this type of work and tell us about your background and how you were drawn into ministering uh, to the dying and their families? It kind of happened by accident, to be honest. I I was working as uh, as a pastor and uh, was kind of looking for something different. And a friend mentioned, he said, I know someone who runs a hospice. I said, I don't think I want to do that. That right? doesn't sound like in something enjoyable. But he said, just talk to him. And once you hear the stories, you'll be hooked. And sure enough, I was. And I've been doing this now for going on 15 years because it was the stories and the lives of the people I met and the sincerity of their need and the depth of their grief that really drew me in. All right. And uh, off mic, you know, before the program today, you mentioned that you're kind of custom built for, you know, conflict resolution and just helping people through things because you're, right. you're part of a large family. Absolutely. And that that is part of it, because as we face end of life, there's so many issues that families and the individual who's dying deal, deal with things that they try to find answers to and find peace with. Excellent, excellent. So uh, you've worked with so many people facing the end of life uh, in in that very, very difficult situation. What do you find meaningful as you offer spiritual guidance to others at such a very difficult time? One of the things I find most meaningful is the stories I hear. I think David alluded to that as well. It's the stories story after story of amazing people and the lives that they lived. And so uh, I, I can tell a story if that's okay, if you're sure. all right with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One individual uh, recently, it was a very sacred moment for me. I was able to come into a, a family situation where the patient was near end of life. And the first time I met them, a large family gathered around him. And I was able to engage them and get them to tell stories of this man's life, some great, amazing stories about how he had done so many things. Mm. And to be in that moment where family was telling stories and, and weeping 
and crying. It was a sacred moment to be able to be with them, to walk with them at that time. Sacred, and it does not get any more intimate than that. And it was, uh, uh, frankly, and I'm sure you see it this way, it was an honor to be there. It was. It was definitely an honor. I felt like I was invited into a place that that no, no one else was able to go. No doubt. And see things and hear things that no one else saw, and to hear the love and the honor for that man. That, that's, in, that's just remarkable, and it really highlights the absolute dignity in with which you minister to your, your patients and, and their families, and it's just really difficult. It's got to be difficult doing what you do and knowing generally what the outcome will be for the patient. There are moments, you know, uh, we try to be professional, but there's moments where I deal with a family and go in my car and I weep Yeah, yeah. because of the pain and the anguish you feel. We also have a great team of chaplains, 11 chaplains, and we provide support to one another through these difficult times. 11 chaplains? Yes, sir. Wow. That's a, that's a tremendous amount of spiritual support. One of the many reasons why I love Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so very clearly, you're just making a significant impact in the lives of, of many families and could share probably hundreds of stories. Uh, can you choose one that demonstrated to you what a difference you and Kansas City Hospice made in the lives of just one family? Yeah, you're right. There are so many, but one that jumped to mind, as you said, that there was a 100-year-old gentleman. He was a World War II veteran. He had never spoke to his family about his experience in the military. He, they, all they knew was he was in the South Pacific and he drove a transport boat. Hmm. That's all they knew. And so when I came in, we were able to honor him through a veteran's recognition. And after, after getting permission, I sat with this gentleman and invited his, his siblings and his sons and daughters to come. And we honored him. And this gentleman who had never spoke about his military experience began to weep. Mm. And he told stories that the family had never heard before about he had faced death over and over. He had drove his vehicle onto beaches and saw so many soldiers shot and killed. And he carried that burden with him. After that moment, we honored him and he cried and his family cried and we told stories. Within a few short days, he passed, being relieved of that burden and it was at that moment we realized, I realized how significant it was for many people, including our veterans, to be able to unburden themselves of those pains. Okay, so first of all, so many thoughts going through my head, uh, and, and I'm trying not to lose it here, just imagining that, that situation. But can you imagine, he kept all of that inside of him for decades right. and decades and finally felt comfortable to where he can share that and just get that off of his chest. That is one of the greatest gifts of all. Absolutely. And, and we see it a lot with, with not just veterans, but people of, of all kinds of professions where they hold on to things and at the end of life, they need permission to let it go. That is that is just just phenomenal. We're speaking with David Wiley and Ralph Testerman from Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. If you want to reach out to KC Hospice and the great team uh, right here in Kansas City, 816-363-2600, or you can go online at kchospice.org. And throughout the rest of the country, hang on, because coming up towards the end of the program, we're going to provide some resources for you 
you to identify and locate hospice services near you and in your area. But let's not forget the Senior Care Live question of the week. People of different faith backgrounds may receive hospice care in a manner that represents their beliefs. Is that statement true or false? What do you think? You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. Now back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. People from different faith backgrounds may receive hospice care in a manner that respects their beliefs. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... True. That statement is true. And Ralph, why is that true? Well, Steve, it's because compassionate care is crucial in all end-of-life settings, and that includes cultural and religious or spiritual awareness on the part of the entire healthcare team. Patients aren't all the same, nor are their belief systems. Hospice care meets the family where they are, taking their age, stage of illness, and individual spiritual beliefs into account. All right, all right, that is excellent. And Ralph, thanks so much uh, earlier for sharing uh, some of your stories and just really powerfully illustrating how dignified and loving the end-of-life care uh, can and, frankly, should be, because it's not always that way. You're right, and thank you for letting me be here to tell those stories. It's an honor to do that. that that's incredible. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, now would like to welcome back my friend and frequent contributor, Mr. David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice. And uh, David, again, thanks for being here today. And I, I know you must hear stories like the ones that Ralph just shared uh, very frequently. And frankly, it's just remarkable. I, I frequently have to I have to like choke back the tears and not lose it right here on the radio because they're just that powerful me too you know I do have the fortune of hearing firsthand from our employees our staff and many of the family members of our patients who who write to me weeks months or even years after losing their loved one to express their gratitude for the care and respect their loved one received in in, in their time with us it's heartwarming it's stories that keep me going. I'm going to share with you. I brought a, a card that I recently just received, and it says, um, Dear Mr. Wiley, thank you so much for all the care and love that your staff gave to our sweet Aunt Frances. The in-home care team was exceptional with their support. They went over and above to help our aunt. They were always available, easy, accessible, very knowledgeable, and so very, very kind. The respite team also was outstanding. It was a great help to know that my aunt was well taken care of while I was away. I can't even begin to tell you how much I appreciate your organization and your staff during the most difficult time. Thank you with gratitude. See, and and you've shared some of these before. And uh, wow, yeah, that's um, that has to make all of the effort, all of the work, all of the long days, maybe some sleepless nights, getting through COVID, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
where we all had to be creative uh, to serve our clients and our families and our patients. It has to make it just completely worth it. You know, and this was a really special lady. While she was on our service, she she um, turned 100 years old. Ah. Um, I happen to know that Ralph was part of her care team. Okay. And um, they celebrated this, uh, this beautiful lady and her life and made her feel very, very special. So um, it was... Uh, uh, really important that, and, and it's real nice that her niece was able to provide us that that update. Nice, nice. All right, that's 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 wonderful. Uh, so, David, I know you have programs serving Kansas Cityans, you know, regardless of age stage of illness, or even their ability to pay. And your services include advanced illness support, palliative care, and of course, hospice care, as well as grief support, counseling, and even therapy for patients and their families who are grieving. Uh, but you also have another, what I think is just really unique offering that listeners may be less familiar with, and it's called Story Boutique. And so uh, tell us a little bit about how Story Boutique uh, came to be. You know, Steve, thanks for asking. It's really, it is a unique story, and yet another way that we serve and engage with the community. Kansas City Hospice has operated a resale shop for almost 20 years, Mm. and in 2020, we did two things. First, we relocated uh, into an updated space um, in the Ranch Mart Shopping Center, which is at 95th and Mission Road in Leewood, Kansas, and we also debuted a new name, Story Boutique. And the, the boutique started as a way to support our mission as a nonprofit to provide care to all who need it, which something um, it really continues to be an important part of today. The name Story Boutique is a reflection of the stories so many patients and their families share with us every day in our work. And the shop has been a wonderful place for donors, shoppers, and volunteers to gather, share their lives, and support for our important mission. See, and that that's uh, that's fantastic. So you've had this for twenty years. So this isn't something new for. I mean, you've done this for a long time. We've done it for a long time, and it's uh, really been an important part of the community. So, do all hospice providers have story boutique? You know, th- these type of of offerings, or is this kind of something unique to Kansas City Hospice? You know. Um, not all of them do. I would say that a lot of nonprofit hospices across the nation would have this because it's a great way to engage the community, but also raise necessary funds. Okay, and that makes sense. And again, for our listeners uh, coming up here in the program, we're going to provide a, a resource for you uh, to locate. If that's important to you, in, to you to find a nonprofit hospice provider and possibly have uh, some of the programs similar to KC Hospice, we're going to provide that resource for you uh, here coming up in just a little bit later on in the program. So, uh, David, I love the name. I did not realize that's how that name came about. That's, that's incredible. Uh, it's just a beautiful fit to all the great work that you do. Thanks, Steve. You know, we know that there are many stories of joy, remembrance, and love to be told, and often the simple act of donating clothing, whether you own or it's a a loved one, brings a sense of peace and brings forth memories of those stories. We also are mindful that the generosity of our donors helps create a new story for families in our community, giving them access to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care's expert and compassionate end-of-life support. And all proceeds support our organization's programs and services. So in short, Story B provides a charitable way to recycle, reuse, and repurpose pre-loved treasures and benefit families who receive care from our company. Okay, and what type of items do you accept and then sell? 
you know, we accept new and gently used men's and women's clothing, shoes, and bags that are contemporary and in good condition. We have many donors who are regulars, and that includes both individual and business donors. And we get lots of designer brands and new with the tag on it items. Ah. So there are really some terrific bargains to be had. We also have um, some home decor and jewelry for sale. Some of our corporate partners are also local home decor or floral shops, and they donate brand new merchandise straight off their sales floor. Oh, that's that's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, so, you know what? Let's go ahead and uh, just take a minute to uh, share some of those uh, resources that I've been talking about. And then, again, we'll come up with that uh, towards the end of the program here as well. But if you're listening outside of the KC area, and again, uh, they're, you know, half the country, <laughs> listening to the program. Here's how you can identify local hospice providers. And then we're going to have more uh, with David and Ralph coming up here in just a little bit. But uh, you can go to hospicecompare.gov. And that's where you have you know, measurable metrics, and you'll see uh, a listing of hospice providers uh, within your area and uh, you know, maybe 10, 25 miles away from your uh, zip code or your city. And so uh, that's a good resource. If you're looking specifically for a nonprofit hospice provider, uh, maybe similar to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, uh, it's, it's the NPHI. You can go to hospiceinnovations.org. And, uh, and that is an excellent uh, resource as well. You can also go to nationalhospicelocator.com. And we'll have more with David and Ralph coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit seniorcarelive.com. Stick around. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For podcasts of the program, go to SeniorCareLive.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back uh, with David Wiley, President and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And uh, David, uh, just such great information about Story Boutique. And uh, I know you're pretty choosy as far as what you put out on the floor for sale, uh, ensuring that all the items are clean and in fresh and in excellent condition. Uh, and as you said, some things even have the tag or they're even donated right off of a retail floor uh, donated to Story Boutique. But uh, I'm guessing that you aren't able to sell everything Thing that's donated. And so what happens to some of those things uh, that you're not able to uh, put out on the floor? You know, I think it's a really important question, and I'm glad you asked, Steve. You know, we pride ourselves on being a resale boutique versus a thrift store. And uh, so not everything that's donated actually makes it onto the floor for sale. By and large, our donors are thoughtful about what they give, and we're grateful that many save their best clothing and household items to give us that give us uh, knowing what a difference it makes for local families in our community. For those items that are unable to be used at the store, we have a partnership with other nonprofits to pass items onto them for their resale efforts, or in most cases, for them to offer directly to their clients in need. We're proud that if at all possible, donated items will not go to waste and will stay right here in the community to help support not only our mission, but the missions of other community providers. 
I'm also excited to share with you that earlier this year, we opened a second sister store called Heart and Soul, A Story Bazaar by Kansas City Hospice, which provides a place to sell donated items that are too large or otherwise not the right fit for Story Boutique. Led by one of our most dedicated and passionate volunteers, her name is Debbie, Heart and Soul features great prices on unique and quality vintage, antique, and estate items, and you can find these one-of-a-kind and even eclectic items at our 129th and State Line Road on Tuesdays from 12 to 8 and Saturdays from 10 to 3. That's a great idea. <laughs> it, it really is. <laughs> yeah. And then that way, you know, if, if it doesn't, if it's not the right fit, uh, you have another outlet and another opportunity to uh, to sell that item, uh, raise raise a few funds, and, and someone's going to find a treasure there. Absolutely. And uh, oftentimes we have trust uh, people from banks that call us and say, hey, we have a house. We need to get rid of the house, but you can have the contents, so we'll we'll even do the sale. And it's really a tremendous community effort. All right, that's excellent. So, can you talk about how someone can get involved? You know, I think it's a great question, Steve. Um, for example, at Story Boutique, um, we believe that each pre-loved treasure brings a story of joy, each donor a story of remembrance, and each volunteer shares a story of connection, and each shopper creates a new story for families in our community. So those beliefs pretty much sum up how someone can support Story Boutique. There's three ways, by shopping, by donating, and by volunteering. So from a shopping perspective, you know, all proceeds come right back to the organization. It's an easy way to support us. There are many great deals on things, everything from designer handbags and shoes to athletic apparel and stylish work and casual attire. We even have an amazing team of volunteers who collect gems, beads, and other items, and they create one-of-a-kind pieces uh, from a jewelry perspective that are for resale. And the hours for shopping are Monday from 11 to 4, and then Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 6. The second way is through donating. Uh, So women's or men's items, newly or gently used, home decor items or jewelry, it's that easy. Because as a nonprofit, the donations continue to be tax-deductible, but even more important, you can feel confident about your donations helping your community at many different levels. Our donations are accepted Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 3, or they can always call the store directly at 913-642-2292 to set up an appointment, and that's primarily for large, um, high-volume uh, donations so that we can make sure we have enough volunteers to help out. Okay. And then the third way is volunteering. You know, this store is primarily staffed by community volunteers. Our volunteers are trained and work regular shifts that are convenient to them. Duties might include things like sorting donations, pricing items, creating window or floor displays, maybe even modeling clothes for uh, sale to use in our social media posts and our website. Um, Some of our volunteers write short blog articles for us. And best of all, they talk with our customers and they share stories. So you don't really need retail experience. You just need to love people and have a heart for our important mission. See, and this is uh, this is wonderful. Guaranteed, this is connecting with a lot of folks all around the country. So when you volunteer, I mean, you're, you're giving of your time and your talents, and, uh, and you want to feel like you 
what you're doing has meaning and has impact. And something like this is, uh, I mean, that just hits it out of the park. So, uh, and then and then that allows uh, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care to raise funds. And that's important because, and I'm always impressed by this, uh, you will serve patients uh, without the ability to pay. And so that money has to come from somewhere. Medicare does not pay for that. Right. <laughs> right. And so how are the funds used locally? So, well, let, let me get more specific. So I think the number is about like a half a million, $600,000 in unreimbursed care that you provide on an annual basis. Is that correct? Absolutely, Steve. And, um, you know, people in our community, they need the help when they need it. And um, frankly, sometimes the healthcare system is just difficult to navigate. So yeah. this, these dollars help us provide care to anyone, as you mentioned, um, and you listen well because that's the, that's the number, just under six hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay, and and there there are. Uh opportunities throughout the year different i mean there's a major fundraiser in the fall uh, i love that one uh, but there are lots of other fundraising opportunities and then we have the ongoing you know boutique uh, mm-hmm. and and the other uh, the other location as well selling these items and and raising money throughout the year so uh, again if you're listening nationally and and this is uh, just really really touching you and you're like you know what i wonder if there's a similar a similar company here locally uh, non-profit hospice providers are going to tend to operate a lot more like what you're hearing about from kc hospice so let me give you again a few uh, websites that you can go to to try to locate a hospice provider in your area uh, first of all i would go to hospice innovations Dot org. It's it's you spell it just like it sounds. Hospiceinnovations.org. and that's for the NPHI, the a list of nonprofit hospice providers in your area. And Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care would be one uh, on that list. Uh, obviously, in the KC area, uh, you can go to hospice. Uh, excuse me, nationalhospicelocator.com, and then the government has a uh, a. A website with a listing of hospice providers in your area. And David, this they have a lot of measurables at uh, hospicecompare.gov. Is that correct? Yeah. It provides um, ratings of care related to um, service quality, but also um, – the quality of care that's provided, and and that I'll tell you what that that's an excellent uh, look. Uh, that's a, an excellent way to locate or at least check out some options sure. in your area. Yeah, so, I think it's good. It also tells you their ownership status and provides phone numbers as well. Okay, excellent, uh, Mr. David Wiley and Mr. Ralph Testerman, both from Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And David and Ralph, thanks again so much for being here today. I really appreciate you. It's been our honor today. I'm so glad that I was able to hear and and, uh, tell some stories. Excellent. Thanks, Steve. Always good to be here. All right. And again, thanks so much to David Wiley and Ralph Testerman, both from Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. I, I love the stories. I could listen to these stories for hours. And and guess what? A lot of hospice providers are going to have some great stories as well, great experiences with their families, their patients. And I, I have to, I do have to say this. Okay, I know David really well. I know the the organization very well. And these folks raise a lot of money throughout the year. And let, just let me tell you how unusual providing unreimbursed care is. <laughs> okay. I, first of all, I, I'm sure it happens at other places, but $600,000 worth? I mean, are you kidding me? If they, they have provided care to individuals who are homeless, 
to individuals who may have private, they're younger, so they're, they're, they don't have Medicare, maybe a younger family, maybe they don't have insurance, or maybe their insurance has a super, super high deductible and they just couldn't afford the services, so they've chosen to not accept the services. KC Hospice says, wait a minute, we'll, we're going to take care of you anyway. So that's why raising all of the funds throughout the year through you know the story boutique and 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 now you know a second location and all of these fundraisers throughout the year that's where the money goes it stays local in our community and for other nonprofits across the country that money stays in those communities as well. So again, if you're interested in trying to find a similar hospice provider, a nonprofit hospice provider in your area, it's the NPHI hospiceinnovations.org, hospiceinnovations.org. You could also go to Hospice Compare for a full list of hospice providers in your area. And I'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. To contact Steve or a guest on his show, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more coming up. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so as you may know, (laughs) uh, almost 20 years ago, I started a firm called Senior Care Consulting, and what we do in a nutshell, we help families find the right senior care community for their exact needs and there's a lot that goes into that all maybe i'll talk about that next week but i have to just share with you that the number one question i've been asked over all of these years over and over and over again it's not even close this is the most frequently asked question steve when should we consider moving from our home to a senior care community all right, so and, and that's a big one. And guess what? Sometimes it's really, really obvious, and you know, something happens, it's unexpected, and and you have to move. You're kind of really forced into that direction. But I'll say, way more often than not, it's not so obvious, and there's a lot of gray there. And you have and there's some judgment. I don't want to move too soon. I love living in my home. I don't want to move too late. Uh, so you know, how do you get the timing right? And I like to say that the following things should trigger the conversation of considering moving from your home to a senior care community. So number one, and this is number one, when there's a safety issue at home, when it's no longer safe to live at home, uh, it could be uh, as as common as leaving the stovetop burners on. And uh, and I'll say. That may be the most common one that I've heard. And it's also, guess what? That, that's the bad news. <laughs> the good news is that it's pretty easy to rectify and to stop that. So you could just, if it's an electric stove or range or oven, you can just flip the breaker and just, just shut off the power. And then that way it's just out of play. If it's gas, you can turn, there's usually a valve somewhere uh, that, that can disrupt or, or stop the flow of gas to that, to that appliance. So that one's a pretty easy and oh gosh, I've heard all the, all the stories <laughs> and some of them are pretty d- dramatic. So uh, it, it, be careful of that one. Uh, probably the second most common one that I've heard, and this one is 
super dangerous. Uh, and this, both of these would really, frankly, involve someone with, with memory issues and cognitive impairment. But wandering away from your home and you can't find your way back. Okay, so a lot of times this will, if a person has wandered away or maybe maybe even more of a dangerous or kind of a frightening situation is driving away. Now, my grandpa did this. I mean, he, he drove away. He went to the store. <laughs> they lived in Topeka, Kansas. He ended up in Lawrence, you know, like 30 miles away. I'm not sure how that happened, but that happened. And look, this happens all the time. People end up two or three states away and disoriented and confused and they can't find their way back home and and they're they're scared frankly and uh and they might be a little bit embarrassed about that as well okay so but this these often will trigger what's called a silver alert i see these alerts all the time in my social media uh, feeds and every time i see a silver alert i just automatically boom i'll share it uh, to my feed and that goes out to thousands of people so so wandering away and can't find your way back home and that could be just walking away from your house going for a walk or driving away and just again not finding your way back home. And then some other more just uh, an immediate situation, a malnutrition situation or dehydration, that's way more common than you think it might be. And uh, so, you know, we, we're just, we're not eating properly. We're not drinking enough. Unsanitary living conditions due to neglect, uh, frequent injuries at home, falls, hospitalizations. This one flies under the radar. Uh, not taking your medications on time. Or maybe not taking them at all. Okay. And then another one that I'll probably do an entire program on here in the near future, elder financial abuse. That is a safe, major safety issue. And uh, I'll probably talk about that again on an upcoming program. Uh, so number two, when the caregiver's health and well-being are in decline. Uh, this might be a 1A. It's very close. So safety issues, I would say that's one, but this is a 1A or a very close to. If you have a caregiver who is just pouring out everything that they have and they, they put their own needs on the back burner, and now you have decline in several areas, mental decline, emotional, spiritual, and of course, physical decline, you are now in trouble. You just can't let that go on very long. And again, caregivers, we place our own needs uh, second and, and maybe just way on the back burner. I'm talking about you know, skipping your doctors and dental appointments and skipping social events and your book club and, and, and donuts and coffee with the guys on Friday morning. Uh, you stop going to church and, and other gatherings. And this is a major, major issue. And for all of the adult children watching your parents struggle with this, you, you just you, you're going to have to step in. You're going to have to have a conversation with love and with compassion, but you're going to have to talk about it. So if your mom's caring for your dad, or it could be the reverse, dad's caring for mom, and you see the caregiver parent starting to decline and really suffer, you got to step in. You got to get him some help. You got to bring in uh, some home care to help out, or or the family can start to take shifts and give mom or dad a, a break, give them a respite, give them the opportunity to go out to see their own doctor or to socialize or go to church once in a while. Right? They have to get a break, and you have to help them out. Stress is a very, very powerful force, and it will crush you, and it can happen very quickly. 
And I won't go into all the gory details, but let's just say that I've seen several situations where the caregiver was so stressed and just literally crushed by that stress and putting all of their own needs second. I've seen them pass away before the person they're caring for because of stress-related issues. And now you've completely defeated the purpose because now you're not here to care for and watch over this person that you love so much. So don't let that happen. I'm, I, I just can't emphasize that enough. Number three, this should trigger the conversation. Uh, when the cost of in-home care exceeds your ability to pay. So I, as you know, or you may know, if you don't, you do now. I am a huge fan of home care, non-medical in-home assistance. Uh, it can be a lifesaver. It can extend your stay at home by months and even years. Uh, even a little bit of in-home assistance uh, can, can just be so, so incredibly helpful. But there is a cost. There's an hourly cost. And when the need for in-home assistance rises to that 24-hour level, we're talking some big bucks. We're talking eighteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars a year. And frankly, I don't care how much money you have, that's pretty expensive. At some point it may become unaffordable. And at that point, maybe it makes more sense to talk about the possibility of moving to a senior care community for five, six, seven, eight, ten thousand dollars per month. And it's all very expensive, but maybe that's less expensive and maybe a more financially feasible option for you. And then last but not least, when the care that you provide is just not enough, why not consider changing your role from that hands-on caregiver to the care manager? Meaning, let's get out, let's find a great place. You can obviously do this on your own as well. Find a great place that can provide quality care, and then your shift, it, your, your stress is going to shift, okay? It won't immediately go away. Now, you're going to be the care manager, and you're going to manage the care and make sure that your loved one is getting the great care uh, that they need and that they deserve. So, uh, those are the things that should trigger that conversation of considering moving from your home to a senior care community. All right, I'm Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.